0: My mom, she didn't wait for anything. She, she went out and got, she said, I want to I get kids to church. So she went out and got her own church van and she brought her own kids to church. We started uh, going around and getting kids out and bringing them to Christ, amen. And Hey, you can't stop anybody when, when they're trying to bring people to the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says that uh, it's actually the other way around. If, if you stop, kids from coming to church, Uh, watch out, it's better, God's going to judge you, and we wouldn't stop anybody intentionally, but we do stop people by not bringing them, by not going, getting getting them, and when God places on your heart to go reach somebody, you know, God reached you, now it's time for you to reach somebody else. There's people, if you go out there and you start getting into homes, you're going to see that There are some desperate, desperate situations. But anybody who is not saved is a desperate situation, Uh, for their end result is the lake of fire, which burneth forever and ever. And that is why the Lord uh, took the first step and gave himself for the whole world. Uh, People uh, look at um, somebody and, and say that, They're not worthy to have heaven. They've done too many bad things. But I will say this, that none of us are worthy of heaven. For we have all sinned, the Bible says, and fall short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. And only our righteousness on earth is only to be compared to each other. Surely there is some good uh, more than others. But in God's eyes, there is none good, knoweth not one. And our righteousness is as filthy rags in the sight of God. And we look to God's mercy. We look to God's forgiveness. We look to the cross, who uh, God sent his only begotten son. The Bible says, because he loved and so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The power of the blood of Christ brings everlasting life. We look for finances to make our life better. We look for a better job, better career, and maybe a a better friend. But let me say this, the blood of Christ gives you everlasting life. The blood of Christ washes away every sin, the sin that is on our account between us and our God, the sin that drags us down, the weight, The Bible says it's a weight on our soul. The world is used to carrying the weight around. And they try to fill their lives with more pleasure and more sin. But when Christ sets you free, you are free indeed. He who sets you free has the power to set you free. And Jesus Christ, when he sets you free, uh, no longer are you bound by the sin uh, that separates between you and your God. And the blood of Christ cleanses us from all unrighteousness. In the book of John, chapter 5, which if you would turn there, the book of John, chapter 5, you have in John, chapter 5, a man that was crippled laying at the pool of Bethesda uh, on the Sabbath day a special day, a feast day of the Jews. And in that pool, along that pool, there, the Bible says there lay a large multitude of impotent people. They were crippled, they were blind, they were halt, and they were diseased and so forth. And they lay around this pool because at a certain season, God would send an angel to come down and trouble the water. Just touch the water and cause the ripples... Uh, to flow, and the first person in that pool was to be healed. And God sends uh, an angel at that certain time to trouble that water. And the Lord came and he found a man just laying in the corner and asked, uh, Sir, why aren't you uh, waiting to go into the pool? Why aren't you ready to go in? At the troubling of the water, the first person in will be healed. And he told the Lord, Lord, or sir, I, I have nobody to put me in. I'm, I've been uh, crippled this way for many years. I believe the Bible says 38 years or so. And I have nobody to put me in. I can't move myself. I'm crippled. We don't know if this man, uh, the Bible says he was like this for a long time. It doesn't say he was born that way. He was like this for a long time. Maybe he fell at work. Maybe he got injured and so forth. Uh, And this was his lot. Uh, This is what fell him in his life. And we only have one life. And certainly there's many people who go through some hard times in their lives. And I would not want to be crippled, especially knowing what it is to walk, especially knowing what it is to work with my hands and and to go through life uh, not being crippled. And this man was crippled and he lay there. And the Lord came to him and asked him, Sir, would there be anyone uh, that would come and take you? He said, No, I don't have anybody. I don't have anybody. I lay here crippled, uh, just laying here, wishing I had the strength to go. And, and when I see that angel come and he touches the water, wishing I can go in and touch that water and be healed. Uh, but, you know, the Lord healed him that day. And the Bible says Jesus told him in verse 12, I'm sorry, verse 8, Jesus saith unto him, rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. Let's all stand as we read verse 38 of John chapter 5. The the Jews here were, uh, the Bible says, persecuting Jesus at this time, ready to kill him for having this man carry his bed on the Sabbath day and also for the Lord healing this man on the Sabbath day. They contributed to breaking the law of the, of the uh, law of Moses. Uh, but the Lord never came to break the law. He, the Bible says he came to fulfill the law. Jesus was the end of the law for righteousness' sake, the Bible says. And in verse 38, uh, Jesus tells the Jews here, and ye have not his word abiding in you, for whom he have sent him ye believe not. In verse 39 is our focus verse this morning. If you would look at these very words in verse 39, search the scriptures. Jesus' commandment to the Jews here was to search the scriptures. Search the scriptures. Search them. For in them ye think ye have eternal life. And they are they which testify of me. The scriptures, and he's referring specifically uh, to Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and the, all the prophets. He, the Lord told them to search those scriptures, for they speak of me. They speak of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was not doing anything against his own word or, uh, or anything unbiblical. For the Son came to seek and to save that which was lost. Search the Scriptures. Let's pray. Father, I pray in heaven, Lord, that you would bless, Lord, this word as it goes forth. Let it not return void unto yourself. Do whatsoever you please with it. Father, if there's anyone here that does not know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior, what good is life, O Lord, if they shall gain the whole world but then lose their own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Father, it's better to go through life uh, crippled, halt, blind, maimed, poor, wretched, Lord, and then to die and to enter the gates of glory, being a saved child of God, than it is to go through life healthy, wealthy, wise, and be famous in this world, but then go straight to hell. I pray, O Lord, that we would see in the scriptures Identify ourselves first as the one in need of the Savior and see you as the Savior. And there is nobody else. There is neither law, there is neither works, nor anything we can put above the cross of Christ. For it is at the cross where everything ends and they that stumble over that stone will find life. I pray, O oh Lord, that we will see you now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. They had a problem uh, with the Lord doing anything on the Sabbath day. Now, there was an account in the scriptures uh, where an old man, he was gathering some sticks, or a man was gathering some sticks on the Sabbath day. Now, what day is a Sabbath day? Sabbath day. Uh, We know it is as Saturday, right? But there's also many other Sabbath days. This might have not been Saturday. This was a feast day, the Bible says. It could have just been, it could have been on a Monday. But it was a special day. It was a feast day. Uh, But there was Sabbath day. Sabbath just means rest. The day where uh, people were supposed to rest. The day of rest. And we know that in Christ we have our rest. Amen. Uh, Jesus is our Sabbath. And that's why we're in church now on the first day of the week, which is what? Sunday, the Lord's Day, uh, the first day of the week. Why? It's the Lord's Day, the day where Christ rose from the dead, and the Bible deems it as the first day of the week, the Lord's Day, where we come and meet with the Lord Jesus Christ, where we worship the Lord Jesus Christ and allow Him to do a great work in us. God has fulfilled everything that was against us, nailing it to the cross, everything that was against us, and giving us life. If you're saved today, you have life. And the Lord wants to help you live that life more abundantly for His honor and glory. There is no better life lived than a life lived for the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus tells the Jews here to search the Scriptures. To search the Scriptures. Uh, There was no difference in what Christ was doing at that time, healing people. And, and, and helping people, and gathering them to himself. Throughout the scriptures, you're going to find when Abraham believed God, and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. Abraham offering up his only son Isaac. When God had told him and commanded him to, to uh, offer up his son, he said, Abraham, give me thy son, thy only son. Abraham, without any uh, doubt that God would Uh, still give him his promised son, took Isaac and was ready and willing to give him to God as a sacrifice. But right before Isaac would do that, God would stop him and supply the sacrifice and tell him, Abraham, now I see that you won't hold anything back from me. For God didn't hold anything back from us. He gave himself on, on the cross for our sins. The Bible says he was buried according to the scriptures and he rose again according to the scriptures and that is the gospel uh, that we preach this morning. The death, burial and resurrection of Christ according to the scriptures For there is no salvation in any other for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There is nothing that can be added to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. There are people who get confused and believe that they have to be here this morning to add to their salvation. Jesus plus anything else is no longer salvation. There are people who try to add sacraments to the Lord Jesus Christ. When they were in Egypt, uh, the Bible says that They would take the blood of the lamb and wipe it on the door, signifying the blood of Christ. And anyone that was within that home, anyone that was within that building was safe. And the angel would pass over that place. Death was no longer uh, on that home. The wrath of God no longer abides on that place. The Bible says, he that hath the Son hath life, but he that hath not the Son of God hath not life, and the wrath of God abides on him. I would not want to have the wrath of God abiding on me. But uh, Let me tell you this, my friend, the wrath of God was abiding on me before I got saved. I got saved when I was 12 years old, but before that, I had the wrath of God abiding on me. Not because I was the most wicked person on this earth, but because I did not have the blood on the door of my heart. I didn't have the blood on the door of my soul. I didn't have the blood. That house could have been the most beautiful home with the best family, with the best people. But the only thing that protected those within was the blood of the lamb. They didn't take jewels and decorate the mantle of the home. No, it was just blood. They didn't take the best of what they had in the home, maybe the things that the father made, maybe a decorative furniture and crafts and and display the best works that God had blessed them with and put it over the door. No. The only protection that they had was when they put the blood of the lamb around that door. Nothing else, nothing less. Just the blood. And it was the very blood that caused them to pass over that home. It's by the blood we are made whole. It's by the blood uh, that my sins are gone. It's by the blood of God, the very blood of God that Jesus Christ shed on the cross of Calvary for you and for me. Jesus tells them to search the scriptures. Search the scriptures. Was it the Passover that came about? Afterwards, they fled Egypt. God says, I'm going to cause one more thing, one more plague. And it's the final one. It's the Passover. And after that, that's when God brought them out of Egypt. Deliverance came through the blood. And they crossed the Red Sea. And after that, they went into the wilderness as children of God. And God gave them the law of Moses through Moses. God outlined everything, and it was never the laws that brought righteousness. It's never the law that brought salvation, but always the blood of the Lamb. God set up ordinances through the priesthood, but established the prophets to preach. And every time the priest would take the blood of the Lamb, the prophet right by, specifically at the time Moses would preach, who. Uh, or what this lamb represented. Every blood that was spilt was for the covering of the sins of the people. But Moses preached one day, God himself will come and take away the sins of the people as David prophesied of in the Psalms. Jesus says, search the scriptures, search the scriptures. That's some powerful words to search the scriptures. Many times we read, we'll read the scriptures just to prove our own point. But the Lord was not telling us just to search the scriptures to prove ourselves right. To be on a search means, first, got to leave behind yourself. you got to be willing to leave the things you've been taught, the things that you've been uh, trained up in, the things that are settled in your heart and mind, and be willing for God himself to show you that he's right. The Bible says that for every man to let God be true and every man a liar. We need to let God speak for himself. If God is real, if his word is real, then let God speak to you. Let God tell you. Search the scriptures. You gotta leave your heart on the line and allow the Lord to teach you as you search the scriptures. To search the scriptures, you gotta be willing, number one, to humble yourself. Allow God to show you that he's right. Allow God to show you that you were wrong. Allow God to show you the truths of the scripture. Jesus said, search the scriptures. He puts a lot of emphasis on this. It wraps up everything at this moment of let the scriptures prove what is true? There's been two attacks that I've noticed since I've been a pastor. One is, the two main attacks, one is on the scriptures. Uh, people don't put emphasis on the scriptures as God puts the emphasis on the scriptures. We have so uh, such more sure word of prophecy, the Bible says. This book is untouched by mankind. The word of God says that, it is preserved by God Himself. Surely we would have no doubt that the sun tomorrow would fall from the sky. We don't, we wouldn't believe that. We would we'd expect the sun to be there. We expect the moon to be up in there. We expect the stars uh, to be there. Uh, we get a little surprised when a tsunami comes in on land. But the Bible says God set bounce and holds the ocean back by his commandment. We know those things and we see them but we can actually see the written word of God here, right here. And God himself, just as he's preserved the seasons and times and the sun and holds all creation in his hand, God himself has promised that he will preserve every single word in this book. Do you believe that today? Do you believe that every single written word in this book is God's preserved word? Some people will say, well, no, it's just a concept. As long as it talks about some man uh, bringing in some animals on a boat, that's fine with me. Really. This is the book that I place all my faith and trust in. If you change one word in this book, the Bible says, it will no longer become the word of God. God's word cannot be touched. But anyone who tries to change one word, the Bible says, will be cursed. There are many counterfeit Bibles out there, many false versions of Scripture that have been changed, not just one word, but hundreds of thousands of words. We believe that only there is one preserved Word of God, and we believe it's found in the the English language, in the King James Bible. And of course, we have, uh, there's the originals as well, in the Hebrew, Greek, and Chaldean. But every Word of God is preserved, and no word, the Bible says, shall ever pass away till all be fulfilled. Jesus puts a heavy emphasis here in searching the scriptures. Search the scriptures. You could put your faith and trust in the scriptures this morning. You don't have to believe me up here. Search the scriptures. I talk to many people who are religious and I'll say, well, the Bible says, that, and they'll stop me. Listen, I, I don't have time anymore. They would rather put their trust in a church or in man Your soul is on the line. Once somebody enters eternity, there's no coming back. Once somebody uh, touches the lake of fire, there's no getting out. The rich man opened his eyes. The Bible says, in hell being in torments. And there's no getting out for that man. He's still there today. Search the scriptures. We can have faith in the scriptures. For it's where our faith is derived from. For without the word of God, we cannot know God. We're not going to know God uh, by studying a rock or grass or anything else. It's by the scriptures where we can know the Lord Jesus Christ. It's by the scriptures where we can know who saved us. It's by the scriptures where we can know uh, God himself. That's why he's given it to us and preserved every single word. There was a job I was doing one time, I was uh, the master electrician on a job, we were doing a a large commercial project, and that type of job I had the blueprints in my pocket. And I had to go off the blueprints. I couldn't deviate from those prints. They were stamped by the engineer, they were approved by the uh, project manager and designer. And I was to go from word from word on the notes and by every single detail on those prints, I was to go by. Anything that deviated, I was to get approval by the project manager. So I had those back, uh, I had those blueprints in my back pocket and I worked on them, I would pull them out, making sure every, everything was up to the prints. I noticed an error on those prints. And I said, man, they, this seems wrong. It was an equipment error, the wrong one. And I brought it to the uh, builder, and I said, sir, I believe there's an error on here. He said, listen, this has already been approved. Uh, the plan's approved. The project manager looked it over. Just go by the prints. I said, "If I'm going to be safe if I go by the prints. He said, yes, you are. As long as it's on those prints, you're going to be safe. I said, OK. And I, did, I completed the job. At the end of the job, the project manager came, and he said, you put the wrong equipment in. I said, no, I didn't. I said, I went by the prints. He said, no, I proved the prints myself. And I had the prints in my back pocket, notes all over those things, and I read them and studied them to the T. And I handed them the prints. And I said, here you go, sir, right here. It says this, and he looked at my eyes, and he said, he said, he's the one in trouble. And he did, He got fired. He got fired for that job. The only thing that was my safety was the very words that were printed on that page. Listen to me. We would put our soul, we would commit our soul to a church. We would commit our soul to a religious institution. We commit our soul to the devil himself. We would commit our soul to our own heart that's deceptive above all things, our own flesh that destroys our lives. But we won't take time to examine our soul through the word of God to make sure that everything is okay in here, to make sure what we stand on is true, to make sure what we believe in is true. We would give it all up so that we can be free and live as we want in this world and not be accountable. But friend, you cannot escape the wrath of God. You cannot escape the accountability that God has placed on you by even having this book on this earth. We are accountable for the very words of God. God hath made himself known. I was speaking to a lady yesterday. She said, well, I'm mad at God. I don't don't want to even believe in him right now. All the bad things that are going on in this world. It's a very simple remedy for that. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Turn to the living God and he will remove uh, the pestilence from this land. He'll heal the land and restore the families once again. The answer for all men is the Lord Jesus Christ. But our hearts are so wicked. We do not want to confront what's really in them. To search the scriptures, you're going to have to confront yourself. Am I wrong? To search the scriptures, you're going to have to confront your soul and your heart. Do some soul searching. Am I the person who I thought I was? Does God approve of me? Searching the scriptures is not just reading words on a page. The word of God, the Bible says, is alive. Hebrews 4.12 the word of God is quick. It means alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing, dividing of soul and spirit is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. It's the only thing that can cut deep down and start dividing of what we're made of and who we're made of. Jesus said, you search the scriptures. You're going to change. You search the scriptures. You're going to Uh, thrive in blessing. You search the scriptures, you're going to see what's affecting your life. You're going to search the scriptures. The Bible says the scriptures is a mirror of the soul. Search the scriptures. Joshua 1.8. Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. People say, well, if, if God is so good, then why does he allow bad things to happen? Search the scriptures. How do I, if, if God's so good, then why is my life going like this? Search the scriptures. Search the Scriptures. The Scriptures is our answer for today. Search the Scriptures. Jesus said, For in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. We need Christ. Eternal life comes by way of the cross, by way of the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you don't have Christ today, you might have religion. You might be the best person to ever step foot on this earth, ever born. But without Christ, the Bible says, you will not enter into heaven. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. You need Christ this morning. You might have religion, but you need Christ. You might have morals and, and knowledge and wisdom, but you need Christ. You might have riches You can't buy your way into heaven. You need Christ. You need Christ. And those who have Christ, you have it all. There's nothing else more you need. Now you get to live as God hath promised you. Now you get to live that life that Christ gave you on the inner and let it work outward. And you get to live it more abundantly. This man who Jesus came up to, this crippled man, he was helpless Laying there. And we're going to close with this. Jesus came to him. Jesus came to him. There were those who could get up and help themselves, and, but there were those who couldn't go anywhere. And sometimes we get like that. We get down, and we need somebody else to bring us up. But the Lord is so merciful that Jesus came down and came to him. Jesus met him in his condition. Jesus met him where he was at. Just as the children of Israel, God brought them out of Egypt. Before the law of Moses was given, God brought them out of Egypt. When they were thirsty, God gave them drink. When they murmured and asked for food, God gave them food. We have a merciful God who will meet your needs and help you right where you're at. You just need to search the scriptures and see that it's not about you. It's about Christ. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And if you just keep your pathway clean and see Christ for who he is and all that he's done for you. And he'll even meet you right where you're at this morning. You say, I don't have any strength to get up. My life is a wreck. I'm a mess. My knees don't have any strength in them to stand. Christ will meet you right where you're at. He's a merciful God. He's a loving God. And he died, not that you may come to him. He'll come to you if you want him to. Jesus said, he that cometh to him, he will in no wise cast down and he seeks and saves that which is lost. There are those in the religious world that have a problem with the simplicity of salvation. They always have. The second biggest obstacle I've had as a pastor, number one was the scriptures, number two, the attacks on salvation. The attacks on salvation, salvation is so simple. It's the most simplistic thing. I asked somebody, are you saved? Yeah, I'm saved. How are you saved? Well, I, uh, you know, i changed my life around. Where's the blood at? Where's the blood? Don't look at me. Look at the wrath of God abiding still on the soul. Are you free from the wrath of God? Do you, or do you still have a weight on your conscience? When God comes down in, in his wrath and vengeance, nobody, nobody is spared. Only when he sees the blood of the Lamb, that's when we are free from the judgment of God. Yeah, I'm, I go to church. I'm, I'm, I'm Catholic. I'm a great, I'm, I try my best. Where's the blood? God will not share his glory with another. If you add anything to the blood, the blood gets covered by your works. That angel will not see He won't see the blood. He'll see anything you add to it. And the Bible says it's like bringing Christ down from off that cross and putting your glory up on there. Works plus the blood is no salvation. Salvation is through Christ and Christ alone. Nothing added. That's how somebody is saved. The greatest attack is a scripture, the greatest attack that I've had to deal with as a pastor is the simplicity of salvation. Salvation. Lord, I'm a sinner. I know you died on the cross for my sins. I believe it. Forgive me for my sin. I receive your blood as my sacrifice. And Jesus puts the blood on you. And all your sins are gone once and for all. You talk to people who receive Christ. They say the weight is just off their soul. And now I get to stand. Jesus came to him and said, rise up and walk. Take that bed and walk. The Jews met him right away. What are you doing on the Sabbath day carrying your bed? Jesus told me to. Sometimes people look at it as strange. The simplicity of salvation. Don't you you still have to be a good person to, to get saved, to be saved? I never was a good person. I'm still not. I'm just trying to walk in the blood of Christ. That's all. And anything good that comes out of me is not of me. But it's by the grace of God. I am what I am. We have such sure word of prophecy today. I want to encourage you this morning to search the scriptures Allow everything that that is in your heart and mind be processed through the scriptures and what comes out will be gold. What gets out of your heart and mind, you don't need it. I want to encourage everybody today to remember that Christ saved you. You don't have to add anything to that. Enjoy your salvation. Grow in your salvation. And maybe you're here today and you never got saved. You could have heard this all your life, and, but you do—you know you don't have the blood of Christ on your life. Yeah. Listen, if it's not on there, it's not on there. If it's not painted on, it's not painted on. You've got to take the initiative, the first step, because Christ finished his course. He was nailed to the cross and he rose again. And now leave it leaves up to you to be saved. Receive that blood on your life. And I promise you, the Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, they shall... Be saved. Maybe you're here this morning and you have never received Christ as your Savior. I want to invite you this morning to get saved. To get saved. Let's all stand, heads bowed, eyes closed. Let's have the piano player come. If you would, just start playing. I want to ask, talk to you this morning. I want to talk to those, every head bowed, every eye closed. I want to talk to those who may not be saved this morning. You could have been coming to this church since it started. You might have had the most decorative house, the best life. You look good. You act good. You you are good compared to others. You're a good person. But if you don't have that blood, the wrath of God still abides on you. Maybe you're here this morning and you've never gotten saved. I'm not going to embarrass you. Every head is bowed. Every eye is closed. I just want to ask you this. Are you saved? If you're not, you've never received Christ as your Savior, would you just slip your hand up? I just want to pray for you. I'm not going to uh, embarrass you. I just want to pray for you. Maybe you here today, you're not saved. Would you put your hand up? I see that hand. God bless you. Anybody else? Anybody else? I see that hand. God bless you. Anybody else? You're not sure you're saved. If you died right now, you'd go to heaven. Don't be ashamed of God. Anybody else? We had a couple people raise their hand. Anybody else? You're not sure you're saved. Would you slip your hand up? For the rest of us, don't take your eyes off Christ. You don't have to add anything to his blood. The most powerful thing that could ever happen was your salvation. Can you add to that? Oh, you can't add to that. Enjoy it. Walk in it realize that christ has saved you and set you free and that you no longer have to be entangled with the yoke of bondage any longer that is of this world live for christ and do his will it is amazing feeling to be in the will of god to be accepted by god himself and he's accepted you maybe you need christ to come to you where you're at this morning he'll come he'll come i want to invite everybody now to come down to the altar if god spoke to your heart Come down for God and pray. Dedicate your heart and life to the Lord. Maybe you're here and you're not saved you want to get saved come on down come down i'll take if you're a man I'll, I'll take a man to show you from the bible from the scriptures search the scriptures search them. why should we tarry when jesus is pleading pleading for you
1: and for me. His blood pleads for you. Why should we linger
0: and heed not His mercies?
1: Mercies for you and for me. Come home. Come home. Come home, earnestly, tenderly,
0: Jesus is calling, calling, oh sinner, come home. 288, let's sing it, 288, people are praying, take your time, 288. Verse three passing from you and shadows are
1: gathering, deathbeds are coming coming for you and for me. Let's sing the chorus tw- Come home, come home. Ye who are weary, come home earnestly,
0: tenderly. Jesus is calling, calling, all sinners. Verse 4, oh, for the wonderful love he has promised. Oh, for the wonderful love he has promised for you and for me. And though we have sinned, Though we have sinned, He
1: has mercy and pardon, pardon for you and for me. What a beautiful God we serve, amen. Come home, come home.
0: Jesus is calling,
1: calling, oh sinner, come home,
0: amen. Amen. Jesus, 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 I got him on my mind, Jesus, 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 I got him on my mind. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I got him on my mind. Oh, I got Jesus on my mind. This is for the ladies. When you see me cooking, I got him on my mind. When you see me cooking, I got him on my mind. When you see me cooking, I got him on my mind. Oh, I got Jesus on my mind. When you see me working, I got him on my mind. When you see me working, I got him on my mind. When you see me working, I got him on my mind. Oh, I got Jesus on my mind. Well, if you could keep Jesus on your mind, what will stay out of our minds? The worries, everything, the perversions, the filth, the the stuff that's in this world. Keep Christ in front of you. Keep Christ in front, and oh, what a blessed life ye shall have, the rewards and blessings to those who keep Christ on their mind. Lord, I pray in heaven that you would bless, Father, your people. We are just your sheep in your pasture. I pray, Lord, as we've entered into your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise, Lord, I pray you send a blessing from heaven upon your people now. Lord, as we leave this place, I pray your word would be established in our hearts, minds, and souls. Let it take deep root. Let not the devil come and pluck it out, O God, as he does. He stirs us up. He tempts us. He deceives us. But Lord, establish your word with your people, and may it be a blessing throughout the week. Help us to grow in this weary land. Help us to shine as lights in this dark place. And, O God, if you would, help us to prosper in all we do. Even as Joseph was in a foreign land, Lord, everything he touched was blessed because he feared you. I pray, O God, you put the fear of God in our hearts. May our feet be shod with the preparation of the gospel. Lord, may we have the sword, which is the word of God, in our hands and the shield of faith above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith we be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Bless us, I pray. Strengthen us, encourage us, keep us going for the Lord Jesus Christ till he comes again. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Have a blessed Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and we will see you, Lord willing, Wednesday night in church at 7 o'clock.